Welcome to Arts North. I'm your host, Michael Cast. Arts North, everything art. Just a slight departure from our usual topic here, but we do touch on some, some art-based things, so we can't help it. This is Curtis Joseph um, and myself always discussing some something about art. Uh, if you've read the Prince George Citizen, then you know this uh, fellow artist and Prince George resident is uh, trapped in Peru under martial law because of the pandemic, the current COVID-19 or coronavirus pandemic. And um, so I reached out to him and, and I thought it would be wise to hook him up with Christine Heinzman from the Prince George Citizen. She wrote a wonderful article that you can read on the Prince George Citizen website, but this is a podcast that I recorded on March 28th, and this is Joseph Cunningham telling his story uh, and his experience while being under martial law during a pandemic in Peru. Welcome back again to Arts North. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Oh, and so I we saw the... the um, it was a it was a well written article. What was the miscommunication? Um, miscommunication was that it took us an hour. We got the notification at one fifty p.m. and we had finished the application by two o'clock. And by two o'clock, all of the flights were sold out. And you can't do anything ahead um, of time on on that. No, no. They send everybody a code at the same time, and everybody has. Um, ample and equal opportunity to input the code and do it all together to ensure a level playing field, I think, for everybody. And then the second miscommunication was that the government was keeping in contact with us over Facebook. Um, we actually just keep in contact with other Canadians over Facebook and WhatsApp. Yeah. The Canadian government exclusively contacts us over personal email. Well, that makes more sense. I don't, I don't, I don't see the government using social media as a way to contact people directly. Exactly. So just small miscommunications, but um, just I didn't want uh, uh, people to get the the wrong impression. No. Well, um, I mean, generally, I mean, this podcast is arts based, and you've been on here a couple times, and we've talked about art, but this is this is bigger than our art right now, in, in a way. I don't know how to. I mean, it mm-hmm. is and it isn't because art will keep us sane through this whole thing. Um, you must be going insane. You just want to create art. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I travel pretty light, right? Because usually I'm not I'm not in the house all that often. I have my laptop, I have my phone, and I have my drone and my GoPro. And uh, really, that's all I use because I'm I'm in and out all the time. We we're, we literally come home to make dinner and go to bed. And uh, we've just been trapped at the house. So really, I have, you know, nothing to do. I've been super, super exhausted with just trying to entertain myself. Get the get your lovely muse to to pose for you and do some do some do some uh, fine art photography. Yeah, there we go. I have actually the last couple of days been looking at uh, I had a show in Rome, uh, a, a group show where I showed some work uh in november and i had reapplied to that gallery i'd seen that they had other shows coming up here so i was thinking well I, this is the perfect time if i'm stuck here to to take some photos and and definitely implement well that. and i've seen some of your photography i like it it's it's unique okay eh? well yeah i try to get out of the box right i try i look at the photography that other people do and um it, it's tough to find stuff that resonates with me i want i want things that i don't angles that I don't typically see and 
and imagery that I'm not commonly accustomed to. So I really like to, to try to push the envelope when it comes to photography. Um, so what is the, what does it look like for you? What is, uh, what is the prognosis? Well, we are hoping, I mean, the Canadian government has acknowledged that they will not be able to get uh, everybody out. But also, um, we're hoping that there will be flights sometime next week and that that would give us the, hopefully the opportunity and a little bit of luck to uh, get out of here and, and get home. So you're hoping to have like a flight by like Monday or Tuesday, which is what the first or the first or first or second, something like that? I do believe if they did do it, that it would probably be a little later in the so week. So first week of April anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to send out any bad vibes to the universe. Um, what if this takes longer than you had anticipated? Uh, like, can you, can you make it back up to Cali and Columbia to stay with Melissa's parents? Uh, no. So what happened was Colombia had announced a travel ban before Canada and Peru and, it, and Canada, Peru and Colombia all announced travel bans within 24 hours. Um, Colombia has announced a three month travel ban. So we are not able to enter the country, which is really unfortunate because um, within those 24 hours, that's exactly what we were trying to do. We were trying to get to Colombia. We were trying to get home to Canada and we did find flights to Canada but uh, at around seven grand each. And that was just, frankly, uh, unreal to, to try to fathom, fathom that. I said, how can they justify that? The only way they could justify that is trying to bail out uh, the airline companies. So I didn't really want to condone that. So I said seven grand of my money really isn't worth it. Seven grand at any time. Per person, for a one-way $14,000 one way. I guess people who are desperate yeah. will pay that much. Yeah, that's true, right? And, like, it's the same with um, – it'll cost us around two grand or so to get to Toronto, and then um, we'll have to get home from there, and that's a one-way. And when – I think I was talking to you, Michael, and I was also talking to Melissa, was that um, – We'd spent around twenty one or twenty two hundred dollars total traveling for seven months abroad. Yeah, so you're in flights and, and all that transit. So wow, 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 that's crazy. Um, that's what we thought. Well, how are you doing for like for your necessities? Are you okay? Like the essentials, you have shelter, obviously. What about food? Are you good with food? Yeah, Peru actually produces quite a bit of its own food. Um, they do have a lot of like farmers markets and a lot of open markets, at least in Cusco where mm -hmm. we are. And uh, they've they've been shut down, so you have to go to the supermarket, which you do pay a, a bit more, of course. But um, they always seem to be stocked. They always seem to be full, which is strange. I mean, I know that in North America, um, the supermarket companies have already made what they expended, what they expected to make in, in one fiscal year. So um, what does that say is going to come in April? Maybe we're going to have food shortages. Uh, maybe not. But at the time being, Melissa and I are well stocked with, uh, with water and food. That's good. That's good. I, I know for, for us, like here the last week, um, Kathy, my wife went shopping and it was okay. I mean, it was all right. 
my biggest, there was two, I had two, <clears throat> three, three big fears, maybe four, but the anxiety over this, over the supply chain, the, the anxiety of, of losing my, my job, which actually happened yesterday after we, after we talked, I'm, Oh, well, you know, I, I, I kind of thought that it was going to be happening. I was mentally prepared, and I'm and I'm grateful that the government has a social safety net. So you know, I'm not yeah. going to lose my house. I'm not going to starve. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be on the street. And you know, so those things are all. That's nothing that I have to worry about. So those some stress. The stress is too is my my elderly mother-in-law. I worry about her. And I worry about my wife working in the Northern Health Authority as a cleaner and a cleaning supervisor where she's in con contact all the time, potentially with, with this virus. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, it's what, a, what a, I was saying to, to my boss, Colleen, who's a wonderful woman. And she, unfortunately she had to do it. She didn't want to do it. She didn't want to let me go, but those things and you you may agree with this it's like we can worry about that stuff or we can just go from day to day and do what we need to do just the next right thing yeah that's probably the best way to go about it right instead of you know building that anxiety and building that panic and thinking about the future is just uh staying present and dealing with uh, what you can deal with right now at this given time what is it that baz baz lerman says um Worrying about something is about as effective as solving an algebra equation by chewing bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's not going to change anything. It's just, it just is what it is. So now I have a, a lot of time on my hands and hopefully I'll make some art or maybe I can send you some sketchbooks and pencil. Will that help? Uh, well, the thing is, is uh, I don't even know if they'll allow it. I, I don't know if they consider that essential. So the country's been reduced to only essentials, exclusively essentials. So moving petrol, moving propane, moving food, uh, medical supplies, police and military. Um, I don't think that they're doing mail right now. I don't think that that is a top priority. I think that they would consider mail a means of moving the virus around uh give or take obviously they don't know who we are i know tell me about it michael you can't even get it's not like a grocery store back home where you can get a, a crossword or a magazine or something like that it's it's really quite scarce the one that's the one that's close to us well do you have any forms of entertainment well yeah i mean lately i've been i've been uh, watching a lot of videos on art history and, and documentaries and entertaining myself that way. Sometimes I just look out the window and remember, uh, you know, funner days when you're allowed to wander the streets and so on and so on. So, uh, but I like to watch people occasionally when there's people coming around, mm -hmm. which is entertaining. I do do my videos. I've been working on my videos a lot lately and uh, trying to hone my craft there, I guess. I mean, might as well. I've got the time and I've got the, the opportunity. Yeah. Um, uh, we were, Oh, I, I put up this thing you might be interested in if you want to check it out on the Arts North Facebook page. Um, virtual, I think it was 10 or 12 virtual um, uh, art gallery tours. One of them was 
street art across the world. And so it was done by Google and you can zoom in and look at it different ways. So if you look at a building, you can zoom right in and check out this section and that section, pull back, move over here. It's as if you were like walking by the piece and you could walk right up to it. That's so funny that you mentioned that, Michael, because I was doing uh, Google Street View just yesterday, actually. I was walking the streets <laughs> on Google. That's hilarious. Yeah, this one is Google. This one is street art around the world and, and uh, any like everywhere, everywhere. Um, some some really cool, some really cool stuff. And I've noticed when some of the stuff that you posted over the last few months has been some really excellent street art. That's true. Awesome. I'll definitely take a look at that. I was talking with um, Ray Strawn, who's an actor in Winnipeg, just on Wednesday, and we were talking about how <clears throat> how it is that uh, countries like Peru, like Colombia, like Mexico, maybe countries that we think maybe don't have the 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 GDP right, that, that we do in Canada, yet they can fund their arts at such a higher level percentage-wise than we can. Yeah, that's a, that's a great topic to talk about. You know, we could talk about that for ages. There's, uh, and I think it comes down to what Canada prioritizes, yeah. right? Um, I think that they definitely prioritize other things when you even even when, you know, you go to high school. And I'm just aware of this because my brother and sister had my sister just graduated. My brother's currently enrolled, but he says that they have gym class and then they have a weight room training class. And then they have a volleyball class and a lacrosse class and a soccer class and a hockey class and all these classes. And then there's just one art class. And I thought, well, how come they don't have a ceramics class and a drawing class and a painting class? You know what I mean? I, I think it really comes down to what we prioritize. And when, even when you look at um, like pop culture and consumerist culture, it makes a lot more sense to, in terms of like an economic standpoint, to advertise sports to people because children are going to buy equipment. And then the next year they're going to have to buy new equipment because they grew out of it. And you're going to perpetually keep feeding that dream that they may pay, play professional sports. And really it's a lucrative business. Whereas arts, you get a pencil, you know, as long as you treat that pencil or that pen or that paintbrush good, you could have it for a, a lifetime, yeah. give or take, depending on the pencil or the, or the, or the brush. You know what I mean? So I think it comes down to, pop culture and how they market it to the youth and how if the youth were really behind it, the government would get more behind it. Yeah, probably. And, and I think that's part of my responsibility as a, as a, as a elder statesman, <laughs> in, you know, to, to encourage like what, and it is a personal mandate. And, and I think you, you agree to encourage our young people to create it's great, right? Absolutely. Tell the story. Well, I mean, you look at this point in time, um, we've had more, like, you know, that being said, we don't have, Canada doesn't push a lot for the arts or as much as it could. They do have a lot of beneficial avenues for the arts, absolutely. But um, it just comes down to, for me, uh, making it readily available yeah. for all those people. Arts supplies are really expensive. And then take into consideration, we have the most artists that we've ever had in the history of humankind. I think that parents 
think that their children have a better shot or a better option of making it as an athlete or having a, a fallback as an athlete as they do as being an artist. But a lot of people don't realize that, um, you know, being an artist is, is such a, such a unique uh, choice for a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of us won't, won't have uh, incredible monetary value, but we will have peace of mind and happiness and really quite a, a wholesome and fulfilling life. I agree. I agree. So, wow, I'm just uh, like, I want the people to know that, uh, that um, you still, you're still in good spirits. How's Melissa doing? You know, she was super upset. I'm going to be honest too. She was super, super upset the day that we didn't get the fights and, you know, we had completed it in 10 minutes. We were both on top of it, uh, doing it as fast as possible. And I think it was just a bit, a bit upsetting that it, that it was such a lottery that the government didn't already do a random draw and choose the individuals and send them the, the codes to apply for the tickets and then do it that way instead of having everybody do it, everybody rush, get everybody's hopes up and then have, you know, the majority of people um, ha have to come back down to reality because they're not going uh -huh. So she was a little up there. But she's she's also got a job, so she's quite occupied with her with her work, which keeps her busy, keeps her mind uh, off of being trapped and things. I think she's a little disappointed that um, if we don't make it home soon, she's going to be in quarantine for her birthday, and she won't be able to see her family or friends or or anybody really will will be quarantined. What was your so What was your time frame for coming back anyway? Like, what was your time frame to to if everything went without you know if, if this uh, this pandemic didn't show up what was what was your time frame for ending up to Colombia or to, to Canada? Canada to Canada yeah you know what my dad had just come down and my grandparents had just come down in January and my dad was you know he was we were having a, a what's that a, a father-son talk and he said Joe I, I I'm really impressed I didn't think you were going to make it uh, this long you know, let alone a year. He's like, I thought you were going to come home. And I said, dad, honestly, Melissa and I've been thinking about it. And um, we just think we're going to come home for Christmas and then we're going to leave again. Mm -hmm. And he was, you know, he, he was super supportive, but he was definitely just uh, blown away by how much fun we were having and how much we enjoyed it and how it, you know, pushed us to make money different ways and pushed us to grow in different directions. But yeah, everything said and done, we were going to come home for Christmas and then that was it. Wow. But you didn't. But uh, no, well, we were going to come home for the, uh, this coming Christmas. 20, Christmas 2020. Christmas 2020. Uh -huh. Yeah. To specify. Sorry. You know, I think, like I admire your, I, I, <clears throat> I did a little traveling when I was younger, but I think, I think all young people should do what you're doing. Get out of your comfort zone, put your phone down. Although the phone is handy. I mean, this is what we're using right now. Uh, and I think that uh, they should get out and, and, and see other cultures and, and just immerse themselves in, in those cultures, just get there and, and, be with the people and there was be so much less misunderstanding oh absolutely and like i forget who said it i just i just read this not too long ago but if you're not growing you're yeah. dying right and if you're not learning you're dying and if you're not changing and growing well you're never going to go anywhere and you're never going to do anything i mean you look at some of the great artists from the renaissance they were constantly traveling throughout europe all over the place uh learning new languages 
uh, speaking to, you know, nobles and kings to try to get their work out there and being rejected and denied all the time, but continually moving, knowing that if this one spot doesn't have something for me, I can go somewhere else. And I was telling Melissa uh, that like, usually me staying in one place for three weeks is, is more than enough. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go because I'm starting to get comfortable here. We've been trapped for almost three weeks and in the house, not even allowed to leave to the street. So I'm getting really cooped up. Jonathan, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it here because I want to make sure we can get this out to uh, um, I'm hopefully putting it on CFIS FM and um, we'll, uh, I want to, I'm going to keep on top of things and I'll, and I want to, I want to get back to you again and see how you're doing. Maybe when you, hopefully the next time we talk, you're at home. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. And say hello to your lovely muse, Melissa, tell her to, to, to hang in there and, uh, and you hang in there and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Absolutely, Michael. Always a pleasure. Until Thank next you time. so much for taking the time. This episode was recorded, produced, and edited at Strange Trip Studios here in beautiful Prince George, British Columbia. For more great content, check out our Facebook page, Arts North BC, or our website, artsnorthbc.wixsite.com forward slash arts dash north. You can also find us on YouTube. Just look for Arts North. Thanks for listening. I'm Michael Cast for Arts North. <laughs>